What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. And these are my interviews with members of the cast for Asteroid City, Hope Davis, Stephen Park, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawke, Adrian Brody, and Jeffrey Wright. You're not here. We're not there. The car exploded. Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City, Farm Route 6, Mile 75. Junior stargazers and space cadets. Each year we celebrate Asteroid Day, commemorating September 23rd, 3007 BC, when the arid plains meteorite made Earth impact. Holy Toledo, that's Mitch Campbell. You're very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel who Thank gets you. amnesia and Thank becomes you. a pediatrician. You were very awesome. Actually, maybe my favorite character ever. I don't know why nobody else liked it. Oh. Hope Davis, Stephen Park, thank you both so much for joining me today to talk about Wes Anderson's new film, Asteroid City. Um, Hope, I'd like to start off with you here. Can you first uh, discuss what it was like working with Wes for the first time? And then uh, collectively for both of you, Stephen and Hope, um, can you please uh, tell me, you know, you, you both come from the worlds of film, theater, comedy. Can you tell me what it's like working with Wes on a project that encompassed all three of those? Yeah, I mean, uh, I met Wes many, many years ago when we were both young people. And uh, so I knew him to be a lovely human being. We were buddies back in the day. Um, uh, um, when he was shooting Rushmore, I was in the same hotel working on another movie and I visited him in his hotel room while he had stacks of records that he was sorting through to find the tracks for Rushmore. So um, I knew he was a lovely, lovely person and I was very excited to be called. And, uh, but I didn't know the shooting day would be so joyous and, um, that, that even after all the, with all these movies under his belt, he still relishes the shooting day, um, every minute of it. And so it was so incredibly fun to be there, to be part of it, to take direction from him. You know, it, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a rare thing to be in the hands of someone that no matter what they say to you, you're going to think, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Or that's yeah, that's exi- that's it. That's what I want to try. Yeah, it's um, really something working with Wes because he really just hits all the marks. He's so specific. He knows what he wants. He's so funny. He's so kind, and he so um, understands acting. So he knows how to talk to actors. He knows how to get you to get what he, what he wants, and also. He designs uh, an atmosphere where we're living together and we're eating together. So we get to know each other and we become friends and then we become a family. And then everything is just organic. Everything just happens and you don't have to like, like overwork anything because it's all you've been kind of like guided to your performance in, in the most elegant way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned a lot of members of the cast all being together. I'm curious to know, with such a stacked cast, you can't work necessarily with everyone. Was there one person you walked away from this project thinking, oh, darn, I didn't get a scene with that person? <laughs> um, I'm trying to see. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. I wasn't there when Jeff shot his stuff. 
um, I, I wasn't a member of the acting troupe that he walked on mm. through the end. So I, I missed seeing that. I, I, yeah, mm -hmm. but he's here. He's here today and yeah. tonight. So we'll. I, I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody I didn't work with, I would have loved to work with. I mean, just, uh, you know, what an amazing, an amazing cast. But I was there when Jeff Goldblum was there with this amazing costume that was made for him. Um, and he mm -hmm. was on stilts. Uh, so that was really fun. And um, yeah, that was, it's just, it's so great. So yeah, everybody, I, I just would love to like have a single scene with everybody. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nobody like Jeff Goldblum for sure. Yeah. And then final question here. Um, if you could describe in three words or less uh, what it's like uh, working with Wes Anderson, what would those three words be? Inspiring, um, uh, joyful, and playful. Yeah, fun. Joyful, uh, inspiring, creative, like so creative and um, tireless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Indefatigable. I love that that shines through in the work too. You can yeah. see that in the final product. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you both of you for uh, the time here. Really, really appreciate thank it. You. And uh, best of luck to both of you. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Take care. What do those pulses indicate? What? Oh, the beeps and blips? We don't know. Some of our information about outer space may no longer be completely accurate. Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy. Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. How did he, how did he look? Like we're doomed. Maybe we are. I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City, legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing jumping jacks. That's an alien in a top hat. What's out there? The meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you married? I'm a widower, but don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago. Let's say she's in heaven, which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. In my loneliness, I learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people I love. I don't know if that includes you, but it included my daughter and your four children. Sometimes I think I feel more at home outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, wow. Me too. They're strange, aren't they? They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Hiya, Hawk, Rupert Friend, both of you. Uh, hello. Very, very nice to uh, meet you guys and talk to you about Asteroid City, Wes Anderson's new film. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Uh, first question, hello. Uh, first question I have for the both of you is this musical song and dance number that you're both involved in in the middle of this movie here. Was that like one of those oh, uh, I'm hiring you to do this, or, oh, I'm hiring you, and now I just want to see if you guys are down to do this. <laughs> oh, there was no we're hiring you to do because of this. It was um, very... They would have hired other people. They would, <laughs> they would, have, got, <laughs> they would have got real dancers. Um, no, it, it, you know, the script just said after a certain moment in the scene, they dance. It was the shortest stage direction possibly available, you know, and... Um, there was no choreographer or rehearsal or practice of any kind. We were just out there and the, the time came to dance and we danced and then the kids all danced. And it's one of those moments of spontaneity and exuberance that I think make this film such a joy to watch. I completely agree. Maya, tell me what it was like working with the kids on this film. How were they? I love working with kids and these kids were particularly delightful. I, I find that that they're very present and grounding and that they make, they really are different every take and they really have a, a curiosity and you've got to kind of wrangle them to get ready to go and, but they really care about the movie and I don't know, I just, I loved every minute of working with those kids. Now, uh, both of you are 
relatively new to working with uh, Wes Anderson compared to some of the other actors he's been working with for many, many years here. Uh, but I want to know, like, what's it like in terms of the Wes Anderson tone, the speech rhythms, the style of comedy? What, what is, like, the direction that he gives to help you all fit within the certain tone that he's trying to capture for his films? Well, I think it begins with the script, uh, which we are, you know, all privy to, and you you get a very strong sense of the particular world, and each world, while being singularly Wes, is distinct from one another. So, you've got, you know, a movie like The Darjeeling Limited is obviously a very different world than Asteroid City, but within mm-hmm. that is this uh, love of the poetry and music of a line which Wes has, and that when you sort of lean into the way the thing is written the answers are all there your your character uh, the tone as you said the characters mm-hmm. um interactions with other characters that they, they really are in the script and then and then it's just finding how the whole thing kind of um stitches together you also get a lot of information about the tone from the actual space you're in which i'm sure you can mm-hmm. see visually but you really feel physically like i think there are psychological tests about like you'll have a different kind of conversation with someone in a messy room than you would have in a clean room like like mm-hmm. it, the the elements of a space really affect your inner life and i think the sets he builds and the environment that exists around you really inform the way you move your body and the way you interact with the space Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, totally. And Rupert, you're working next with Wes again on the uh, wonderful uh, story of Henry Sugar. Uh, I know you probably can't reveal much, but is there anything that you can say in regards to how it differs from Asteroid City? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's what can I say? It's it's based on Roald Dahl, so there's something there, mm-hmm. whereas Asteroid City is born completely of Wes's imagination. This is Wes working with someone's work a la Fantastic Mr. Fox, and he's done this before, uh, and it is exciting to see a visionary like Wes matched with another visionary like Roald Dahl, because I think they're the perfect pairing for one another. Just as if you're a Roald Dahl fan, you'll know that Quentin Blake is the only guy who should illustrate that man's work. For me, Wes Anderson directing Roald Dahl is just a no-brainer, so it was a privilege. We're expecting another whimsical, fantastic film from him, and I can't wait to see you later on this year. Uh, Maya, I'm sure I'll bump into you somewhere along the line at one of these events or something, but both of you, thank you so, so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I do a nude scene. You want to see it? Huh? Did I say yes? You didn't say anything. Uh, I meant yes. My, my mouth didn't speak. Gentlemen, Adrian Brody, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, Brody, you've worked with Wes Anderson five times. Jeffrey Wright, this is now the second time. Other than the paycheck and the wholesome good vibes of the set that everyone's been telling me about, what is it that keeps you both coming back? I have to imagine it has something to do with how he pushes you both as artists. Yeah, I think you're you're right on. I mean, I think the the work is wonderful. It's, it's, an, it's a real privilege to have a filmmaker who you hold in such high regard and who is such a, an auteur and uh, gifted to call you back to 
come explore new terrain and to be a part of such a wonderful ensemble. And you name it. I mean, there, there. It's a, it's a, a privilege and a pleasure to, to come to set, and um, you know, this one's no exception. <laughs> Now, you're both playing characters who uh, are very much their occupations, Adrian, a director, Jeffrey, uh, a general. Are you both channeling anyone in particular in your respective performances? Well, in, you know, I'm, he is a general, but he's also a guy who's playing a general and a general right. <laughs> who's performing, who's a bit of a ham. Um, I think a lot of it just came out of my, you know, came off the page and, you know, out of my my head. I, I am, I happen to have two very good friends who are retired senior officers from the U.S. Army. Uh, there may be a couple of, you know, threads pulled from at least one of them, uh, but not much. Uh, it's, you know, this is the thing, too, in this instance is it's purely fictional. And and Wes kind of embraces the purely fictional in a way that allows you to make choices that aren't, you know, necessarily related to some kind of, you know, anthropological study, but are just like character. Uh, and I appreciate that about him. Absolutely. And then uh, this screenplay, to me, I, I think, is Wes at his most existential, asking some of the biggest questions that he's ever asked before, finding the truth within art, the meaning within life. Um, it, it engaged me on such a intellectual level in a way that I was really moved by. Uh, can you both tell me uh, what resonated the most with each of you for this screenplay? Well, I agree with you. It was, it, and, and in seeing it the second time when we saw it in Cannes, I felt much more, even more moved by it, I think the first time you you watch a film with with this many details and your own work, that it, it's very hard to separate yourself. But um, I I love how Wes's work honors things that he loves, and 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 you really see that love and and care for all the all of those details come from a real place of love and. Um, almost a, a, a childlike enthusiasm for, for, for life and for those things that, that I, I just am so appreciative of. You know, and the film obviously delves with things that are very much relevant in our contemporary life and our questions that we have with disruption and commonality of grief and uh, you know how that unites us um, but I love the aspect of the I guess honoring performance art and theater and film and television and and actors and directing and um, and of that era and and actually per, per your question, Earlier, I you know I, I found a lot of inspiration from Kazan and Brando and Dean and actors and filmmakers of that era that mm -hmm. really shaped um, you know so much of of you know a shift in perception of what acting was about and style of filmmaking and kind of level of realism and expectation of of 
of things. So I, I try to infuse uh, on some level some some of those qualities of those men into this um, into Schubert. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for uh, the time here. Really, really love the movie. Can't wait for more audiences to see it. And best of luck to both of you. Hope for many, many more Wes Anderson collaborations to come. Cool. Appreciate that. Thank you. Take care. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interviews with the cast for Wes Anderson's latest film, Asteroid City, which is opening in limited release on June 16th and will be expanding to more theaters from Focus Features. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it, because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.